the word that we started to look at, the uh, truth that's in Christ, to me, is one of the most profound truths of the Lord in my personal experience with God. That's, that's how I'll try to say this. In my knowing of the Lord, this has, through the years, spoken volumes in me and just opened magnitudes of understanding of the scripture and of the Lord himself. And I believe if Christians understood this, they would, they would get a hold of the mysteries of God. They would begin to see and know the Lord Jesus Christ, because the scripture coming to my mind wasn't where it was going to start, but in uh, uh, the book of Peter, 1 Peter, let me find it here. The Bible tells us, verse 22, 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 22, says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives, liveth, and abideth forever. <clears throat> so as a believer, if I could get a hold of this statement, and I only, I'm only going to get a hold of it in the person, but if you've, been a, if you've been born again, and you get a hold of this right here, you get a hold of this understanding, you come to a seeing of this in the Lord, You've been born of incorruptibility. Already happened. It's already happened. The incorruptible seed of God has come into your heart. You're born in him. Now, when I look at that, I could say, what else is there to do? Well, as a child, the plan for children is that they grow and mature. So if you can bring believers here, that what is in this seed is what they possess. And, and just from the start of it, this is what you're going to possess, everything in this seed. That's it. That's your salvation. That's your inheritance. That's what God has given you. Everything in this seed. And as you look at the scripture, the seed of God starts really in Genesis 1. God created everything, bringing forth of its own kind, everything bringing forth of a seed. That's how he created the earth. The seed was in itself. And by the seed that was in itself, everything came forth. It multiplied. It increased. That's what happens in the earth. You have a multiplication of the seed in the earth. 
So, so if I get a hold of this and I and I turn down to the start of First Peter, same chapter, and it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy have begotten us again into a lively hope." I like to read that a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible. Now, what is that incorruptible inheritance? Well, down here, down below where we were at, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. So the incorruptible inheritance, the undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 5 says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Well, salvation is a person. You're living in a person. Or a person is living in you. And that's what's revealed. All things of the seed. And God says this, at least from my understanding, maybe more completely than anything else he says in the Word. Now, I may be wrong, but to me, because this really hit me years ago. Unto thy seed will I give this land. In Genesis 12, God begins to deal with Abraham with a seed, an offspring. And this seed is going to inherit. That becomes the picture. There's going to be a seed, and the seed has an inheritance in the land of Canaan. And that travels from the time of the dealing of Abraham. I believe this travels through the entirety of the Old Testament. So, so if something travels through the entirety of the Old Testament, then God is saying something that we need to hear, get a hold of. Unto thy seed will I give this land. And of course, we dealt with this last time. Abraham made an altar unto the Lord here. And we come over into Galatians 3, and Paul tells us this seed of promise is Christ. So the seed that the promise was made to is Christ. Galatians 3.16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. There you go. So now the promises of God are contained in a seed. 
And this isn't just any seed. It's the very seed of God. Okay? Get a hold of this. It's God's offspring. That that issues out of him. That's the seed of promise. Now, what makes this powerful for you and I? I mean, I could look at this and say, this is powerful for the Lord Jesus Christ. But what makes this powerful for you and I is we have been begotten in this seed. Now, that's powerful. To grow up into it. And you find in creation that a seed, a tiny little seed, starts as just that, a tiny little seed. And you can take that little seed and you can get an apple tree. Consider that, just a tiny little seed. And it'll go through a process. So it comes to maturity. And then when it comes to maturity, you'll get the big apple on the branch. And you'll come out and pull the apple off the branch. Take a big bite of it. Enjoy it. And creation was created just like that. Natural creation. Speaking of the increase of a seed. God was speaking of an increase from, from the beginning. When he made man and he told him to multiply. Fill the earth. Because that was what he himself was going to do in Christ. That's why he said what he said. He was going to do it in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in Abraham, we find, I believe, the perfect picture. I was going to read all these scriptures, but I, <laughs> I'd probably be here all night if I do. But if you'll take Genesis 12 up to Genesis 22 and read them, and I think I told you this last time, it's right there. Abraham or Abram and Sarah couldn't have a child. She was barren. And God had told Abram, unto thy seed will I give this land. And if you pick up this story in Genesis 15, Abram, to me, is deliberating in his own mind of what God said. How many, how many times have you and I deliberated in our own mind of what God said? So the Lord is dealing with Abram, and after these things, verse chapter 15, verse 1, says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield. An exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go childless? 
And the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. That word steward's like son. The son of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. So, so Abram believed God. You know that from, from the New, especially New Testament scriptures. The fact he left to enter into Canaan land. But here in chapter 15, I believe he's deliberating in his mind that what God is talking about is out of his family, stewards, he's got a seed. And he reckons it to be Eliezer. Okay. And God corrects him and says, no, Abram, you're going to have a son. And your son will be the seed. So God begins to bring clarity to what he said. You're going to have a son. You're going to have a seed, Abram. And the promises are to your seed. Okay. Then you continue this story into Genesis 17. I believe it is. And Sarah has a handmaid or servant. She and Abraham come together. You could say conspire, discuss, decide this is what God means. Abram, you go into my handmaid and have a son. And he's going to be there. So Abram does that of his own work. He hears, he's heard the voice of God, but now he's going to perform it. I'm going to perform what God said. Now, this isn't a guy not believing God. If you, if you wrap your mind in this story, Abram's going through this period of time. I mean, he's got his ups and downs. You can, you can find him stumble in faith there with the uh, Egyptians and, and uh, various kings where he is not believing what God said because he's concerned he's going to be killed. So if he was walking just in what we call perfect faith, he probably wouldn't have done certain things with Sarah because he would have believed the word of God and said, I'm not going to be killed, but we'll leave that alone for now. He, he come on down through time here. And he's, he's believing God, but he's deciding himself how this is. And so they have a son, Ishmael. And God begins to deal with him again, says, this isn't the seed. Why not? Because this has to be the perfect picture of Christ. That's why. So at the set time, as God had said, the Lord came to Sarah. She conceived, and they had a son and called his name Isaac. Now, Isaac is where the entire seed is called. Why does the Bible say that? 
because Jacob is who becomes Israel, right? And the whole nation is named after Jacob. So the entire nation takes on one name, one identity. You could say one nature. <laughs> but it's called in Isaac. Why Isaac? Now, this is what I believe, and you can check it out, but go to uh, Genesis uh, 22. This is why I believe it's in Isaac. It says, and it came to pass, verse 1, after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now notice what he said. They were going to go worship and come again. Now we'll read in Hebrews here shortly. So Abraham takes his son to offer him to the Lord. I believe Abraham believed here that God would raise him from the dead. I'm convinced of this. This is the seed that's going to inherit the blessing, that's going to fill the land. If you go back through the promises, this seed is going to be Unlike any other seed, it's not going to be numbered with the sand of the sea, not going to be numbered with the stars of the sky. This seed is going to fill the land. But here it's being offered. Okay. This is why it's in Isaac. It's the mount of the Lord. It shall be seen. That's the answer. See, we do not see clearly till we come and see at the mount of the Lord. That's, that's what's wrong. If you want to ask what's wrong in Christianity, it's through the lens of the cross. That sight comes into fullness, or into a more perfect view. It's at the cross. And that's what this represents. He takes up his son to offer him on the mount. The seed of God that's going to inherit the blessing is being offered. Get a hold of this. This is thousands of years before the Lord Jesus Christ comes in the flesh 
to be offered. Here it is. And Israel is called in Isaac through death, burial, and resurrection. And we'll see that more clearly as these lessons go on. They're called out of Egypt, but they don't just walk out of Egypt. They have to eat the lamb. They don't just come out any way they want to go. So here at the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. Now you can look up that definition of Jehovah Jireh, and some translations say shall be provided. The word means to see. That's what it means, according to the Strong's. Maybe the Strong's is incorrect, but from what I can see, that's what it means. It shall be seen. And what is seen here is God offering up a sacrifice and a nation coming out of that sacrifice. That's what's seen. So a nation's going to be formed out of the sacrifice. Out of the cross. When I say the cross, I mean the death, burial, and resurrection of the dead. And that's exactly when you fast forward to the Lord Jesus Christ, what happens? A seed comes. Yeah. A seed comes to be sacrifice that a nation would be formed out of him. I go back in Israel and I'm looking at the time. I go back here and I see and, and there's certain notes I want to hit on. I want to say to you in this you have the seed who is Christ. I want you to understand what is the seed, the offspring, who is the seed, and how does he come? And as I said, the Lord visited Sarah, and she did conceive and brought forth a son, Isaac. This son in type was offered up. This son was conceived of the Lord in type. In type. Now we know Isaac was not in reality conceived of the Lord, but in type he was conceived of the Lord. Sarah and Abraham couldn't have a son. And at the set time, the appointed time, what does it sound like? The son came. Come of the Lord. Conceived of the Lord. This is all type and shadow. Resurrected from the dead. Firstborn from the dead. This seed's going to increase. You're, you're not, you, you, you can't measure it with the sun 
or the stars of the sky or the sand of the sea can be measured that way. It's going to feel the land. It's going to have the heathen for an inheritance, the gates of its enemies. It's going to possess, it says in Genesis 22, where we were at, the seed's going to possess the gates of his enemies. The seed is, is going to be a blessing to the earth. Now, all this is in type and shadow. That's what it is. It's type and shadow. But it's bringing forth a picture of reality, of our salvation that we have today, that we're living in right now. So, so back in Genesis 22, and then we'll go down into Matthew. What, what does he say of this seed? I'm trying to find it here. Here we go. Abraham called the name of that place, verse 14, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now, if I go to Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verse 17, let you get there. says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting, reckoning, believing that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. See, I believe that was the conversation Abraham had. We're going to go worship and come back. Knowing he was going to offer up his son, he laid his son down, took the wood for the burnt offering, bound him up, took the knife to slay his son. Of course, the angel of the Lord tells him not to lay a hand on his son. For God shall provide himself a sacrifice. And, of course, the ram, the what I believe the lamb of God is caught in the thicket. And you can take the thicket back to Adam. Thorns and briars, the, the lamb of God is caught in the thicket, in the thorns and briars of humanity. 
and he's coming to bear all that's in the earth upon himself. And Isaiah will prophesy and say unto us, a child is born and a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders. That a child is coming. A child is going to be conceived. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. And we like to read these scriptures at this time of the year, but we, we lack the depth of what they're saying much of the time. So here, a woman is going to conceive of the Holy Ghost. Not a man. That's what, that's what that was dealing with with Sarah. The seed of God is going to come into humanity. The very seed of God himself. That birthed out of God is birthed into man. And laid in a manger. The Holy Ghost overshadows her. And she conceives. And the writer in Luke says that that's born of her is called the Son of God. Jeez. When we hear this and see this, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, verse 35 of Luke, chapter 1. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing that shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now, up above, up above, the angel tells her in verse 30, starting in verse 31, says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. This is how. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. The seed of God. Not the seed of Adam again the seed of God himself, the word of God, born into man. Why? To die the death of the cross, to come to a hill, to come to the true mount of the Lord, that it would be seen. That's why. That it would be seen. You know, we sing the song on a hill far away, stood an old rugged cross. And there he bore shame of the whole world. 
He bore humanity on himself. He bore sin, not just sins, plural, but he bore Adam's missing of the mark, took it upon himself, and died to bring forth an increase of himself. Just like we're seeing back here in Isaac, that this seed's going to fill the land. Listen to what Jesus says in the book of John. I know we've read this so many times, but get a hold of what he says. I believe it's John 8. Let's see here. It's actually John 12. John 12, verse 23. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. It's going to increase. It's going to fill the earth. So this seed of God came into the earth to die, to increase. Where's he increasing at? Born of incorruptible seed. There's where he's increasing at, a people born of him. Now that's an increase of him. Christ in you. The hope of glory. There's the increase. Being found in him. As Paul would write, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law. But coming to that relationship. That we have. See, I see this in Israel so profoundly, and, and we'll have to break this down. But that's formed in them. Isaac is formed in the people. What do I mean he's formed in the people? Isaac is given the word of inheritance. Okay. So, so that people naturally has if you could say this, living in them, they're going to inherit the land of Canaan. God's going to be their God, and they're going to be the people of God. All that the word will say there. That's inside their hearts. <laughs> Why? It's been spoken to them. It's been promised to them. The natural Israel. And so it comes forth in the earth. It's set forth in the earth until the seed came. And when the seed came that the promises was made, Jesus would speak to the natural Israelite in Nicodemus. And he would tell the natural Israelite, not just all... Now, this is for all humanity, but get, get this. Nicodemus 
is a Jew. A teacher of the Jews, not just a Jew. And Jesus says, Nicodemus, your heritage is not of the flesh. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Honey, if, if people understood it, the Jews naturally were the kingdom of God. That was God's kingdom. That's where God dwelled. Dwelled in the midst of the Jews, of the Jewish people, of the seed of Abraham, according to the flesh. But the time came when the babe was born in a manger, when he was anointed of the Spirit in the Jordan River, and come up out of the Jordan, and the heavens opened unto him. The time was fulfilled that no longer would there be a type and shadow in the earth, but there would be a reality that the reality had come. Jesus isn't the type and shadow, the figure of what was coming. He is what was coming. Period. People Still call him, and some people say he's the figure, and I want to go, no, he's not. He is the substance of the reality, not the figure. The figure was old Israel. The figure was Adam. The reality of substance is Christ. And you are born of the substance. You are in the substance as a believer. That the word of God that's spoken to you is not like the word of God on Mount Sinai. I'm getting carried away because I want to do these in meetings, and we, and we will. We'll probably break these down. In Mount Sinai, they receive a word, and they are to live un unto that word. What do we receive? A word. Now, the word we receive isn't just scriptures on a page. <laughs> They're not just chiseled in rock. No, the living word of God written in our hearts. Christ in you. To live unto him. That's the seed that fills this earth. You, you know, Psalms 2, and I'll stop here. Psalms 2, I believe verse 8. He says, ask of me. And I will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. In Romans 3, the apostle Paul will tell you that all have sinned. All 
have fallen short of the glory of God, you could say, all are the heathen. I know the heathen speaks of the Gentile nations. But Paul lumps them all up in one lump, Jew and Greek. <laughs> Puts them in one lump. And he says they both sinned and come to the same place, short of the glory of God. So God has spoken in his word that he's going to give the heathen for an inheritance. I believe to the seed, to the son. I believe we're his inheritance. And I believe he's our inheritance. That's what I believe. So he's inherited all those that receive him. And we live unto him as we know him. As whatever measure of him we know, that's how we live. That's how we are to live in the earth. And like I said in the beginning, if we get this one part, you're born of an incorruptible seed of God. You're born of the divine life of God. You've been born again of Christ to live in that of Christ and manifesting in the earth. Anyway, we will continue with this uh, in the coming weeks. And of course, as we always do, we'll have the other ministry sharing. And um, I hope it's all right. I, I, I probably shared this with all of you all. I'll stop right here, stop the recording.